Good evening and welcome to the CASA update for the week of 4-14-2017. Hi Alex, how are you this week? Good, how are you doing? Very well. So, I really don't like asking this question. What's new and exciting this week, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we actually had uh, some some good news. Uh, hey. to, I guess I, well, I, whatever. We'll start with the good news and, and okay. with the whatever news. Um, <laughs> so the good news was at the beginning of the week, um, over the weekend, um, the New York uh, legislature and governor hashed out the details in the state's budget. Um, and uh, for anybody who didn't catch the news earlier in the week, um, the vapor language was removed completely. Oops. So no indoor vape ban and no tax in yes. the budget. But so, I, you know, first of all, I, I just want to say, you know, thank you to the New York State Vapor Association. Um, I was in communication with them and, you know, coordinating on, um, you know, our engagements and, and getting, uh, you know, people to send emails and make phone calls. And um, they were very helpful. And of course, they're the ones that have the lobbyist in Albany. Um, and, uh, the, you know, they're the ones taking the time to, to drive to the Capitol and meet with lawmakers and, um, get the Intel, move the needle, you know, right. really, really doing the, the kind of, um, blood and sweat kind of work. Sure. Um, so thanks to their efforts and, and everybody that, you know, everybody that pitched in by simply making a phone call, um, certainly helped. Um, and we're likely... I want to say likely. I don't have a, a I don't have an over under on this, but um, right. it is entirely possible we're going to need that enthusiasm again. Um, I don't know when, but uh, it is possible to see it later on this year. Sure. Um, so we're out of the budget, but there are let's see uh, eight other bills that and and i and i am actually just looking at indoor vaping legislation tobacco okay. 21 and all-out prohibition sure. um i actually let me see if we got pharmacy ban language that's a that's a popular thing yes um so uh, uh let's see i got no no bills in the pharmacy ban section um that doesn't okay. mean it that doesn't mean it doesn't exist yet but um so there are still bills that were introduced earlier this year um, in New York. Um, the prohibition one is sort of every year. This this comes up. I believe this is another. Um, this may be Campan, and I can't remember. He, okay. he has introduced this in the past. Okay. Um, let's see. Nope. This is Linda Rosenthal. Oh God! Um, yeah, yeah, everybody's she's... favorite she's she's a peach um so this that's the assembly i don't know if there's a senate companion okay um it doesn't look like there is um but this is all stuff that was introduced in january and and it really hasn't gone anywhere new york is one of those states that stays in session a little bit longer right. um i think i think they go through august they might go yeah. into september i can't remember um right. if i get new york and new jersey confused I, new jersey is in session year round Right. Um, so uh, just, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, 
Um, apparently there aren't enough laws in New Jersey. Um, they love their law in New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so anyway, all that suffice to say um, that, you know, there are still, uh, there are still tax bills. There are still indoor vaping ban bills. Right. Um, actually, I don't have, let me, let me just double check. I don't have vapor tax up here. Um, the taxes are usually things that come through the budget, but, right. um, uh, okay. I have six bills, <laughs> oh my six, six bills. Okay. Two of which were part of the budget. Right. And so the other four are just sort of standalone, okay. um, budget bills or three. What is it? I have six. I'm only seeing five. It doesn't matter. They're there. <laughs> okay. So, um, and this could be anything from, you know, like we, like what we saw in the budget, 10 cents per milliliter, all the way up to 40 cents per milliliter. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see a 40% wholesale type yeah. proposal, um, mimicking, uh, Pennsylvania. Um, so, uh, they exist and everybody in New York should be, you know, at least paying attention. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and we'll probably, you know, there may be another call for help um, okay. before the end of the session. <clears throat> and New York has carryover, I believe. So anything oh. introduced this year most likely oh. comes back next year. Oh, nice. Um, <laughs> At least you know what they're going to do. Yeah, I mean, at this point, you, you can pretty much just guess. I mean, there, there's a there's a short list of things that that states are going to look at to regulate um and uh actually maryland is another part of the update that that uh maryland just passed a um kind of a license it's a licensing bill okay and there was some there is some speculation about whether or not it is also an online sales ban um and this this was a question that i had asked several people and and there was some i think some debate over whether or not it was actually in there but um, right. i do know that the maryland vapor association um uh you know worked hard they had a lobbyist and and there was a there was several changes in the language um and kind of at the last minute it looked like this thing was going to fail but um overnight uh earlier in the week it, it ended up passing. Um, so I guess it's headed to the governor's desk for signature. Um, and there's also speculation that this might trigger a lawsuit because um, uh, I, I don't know if this is a dormant commerce clause thing. Uh, I'm not a lawyer, so I, I shouldn't try to speak with any authority on what this involves, but um, it, it may, it may affect interstate trade and um, yeah, trigger something constitutional so um it, it it's there and and it, it's I, I i've i've griped about this in the past this this particular bill is very difficult to read i mean is it physically difficult to read because they write out um uh electronic nicotine delivery device or an electronic nicotine delivery system every mm -hmm. time they reference you know what a, a normal human being would say a vape shop or a vapor distributor or you know, a vapor right. product, it, it's always electronic nicotine delivery system. And so having to read that 
I can't remember if it was like 130 times in a bill is, is actually physically exhausting. So um, kudos Maryland for writing one of the most horrible bills ever on many levels. Um, So yeah, Uh, that was, that was, was it as bad as the Oregon bill? um, The Oregon bill. But there was an Oregon bill last year you were saying it was so hard to read oh no that was the one the oregon bill that had um inhalant delivery systems mm-hmm. which yeah. is the most like is the worst way the <laughs> one i think the worst description of these products ever sure. um no that that bill is is relatively easy to read by comparison but it has yeah. such a horrible name um so different prizes for different horribleness um, goes to Oregon and Maryland. Um, Yeah. So uh, that was in in Maryland. That was, uh, I believe house bill 523. Um, And uh, it's not, I mean, it's not over yet, Mm -hmm. um, but it did pass through both houses of of the legislature um so um i guess we did kind of start with the bad news um (laughs) (laughs) um moving right along uh alaska is looking at uh senate bill 63 and there was a hearing um was it yesterday or wednesday today's friday Right. I, it doesn't matter. It was this week, mm-hmm. and um, the, the uh, SB sixty three is an expansion of the state's smoking law. Right. Um, and I, I, I hope I'm going to explain this correctly. Alaska does have a smoking law, right. but it's kind of on the weaker side if you want to describe it that way um or maybe it's on it's on the more it's on the liberty side if you would like that explanation better um in that it allows certain public um spaces certain businesses to allow for a smoking section um and it, it outright prohibits smoking in certain places but in other places you can have you can still have a smoking section it is not a comprehensive smoking ban like Mm -hmm. the body parts groups would like to see (laughs) Um, however there are i want to say 10 maybe a dozen municipalities cities Mm -hmm. uh, in alaska that do have an an, a workplace smoking ban in effect Um, but the way that the current law is written you know, unincorporated areas of Alaska, which there's a lot of mm-hmm. unincorporated area of Alaska, right. um, uh, does not have a, a, a workplace smoking ban. So um, advocates have been trying to get that beefed up. And this is like, the I'm sure they've been at this for more than a couple of years, but um, I know that the last session we were looking at um, House and Assembly bills that um, I'm sorry, Senate and Assembly bills that I think it was like HB 40 and SB 1, something like that, right. um, that would, you know, do, do just this. It would treat vaping like smoking. One of them did. And uh, it would make the, the smoking ban sort of all encompassing. 
Um, and so it's back this year as SB 63 and they built into the law, a, an, an exemption for vapor shops and I believe smoke shops, okay. cigar shops, something like that. Um, but it's kind of crappy and it, you know, it requires, a. um, uh, it, 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 again, it still treats vaping like smoking in that it requires, uh, you know, an air filtration system. Um, and, uh, it, there's language in there about, you know, the difference between a standalone building and something that's attached to other businesses. Um, and, uh, the, the, actually the smoking definition, most smoking definitions give you the, the normal, you know, human definition of what smoking <laughs> is at the beginning of the sentence mm -hmm. uh, and then sort of casually carelessly lumps in vaping by the end of the sentence right um this actually starts with <laughs> <laughs> the, the smoking is the use of an electronic cigarette and then goes on to describe combustion um it, wow. which is kind of bizarre I, I i take note of that but um so anyway, there was a hearing this week in mm -hmm. the community. Um, oh, it's CRA is the, the abbreviation. It's like the community and relations or something. Okay. Um, uh, Association? Community community relations? No. no. Okay. I should just look at our call to action on this, shouldn't I? <laughs> I write all this stuff. I should be able to recall it pretty easily from my brain. Uh, Community and Regional Affairs Committee. Okay. Um, so uh, the committee met and they apparently had something like 46 people signed up to present testimony. Mm -hmm. And there's a limited amount of time that a committee has. So um, instead of just telling everybody to piss up a rope they um actually held the bill in committee and will be reconvening on april 18th okay. which i believe is this coming tuesday yeah this coming tuesday at eight o'clock in the morning the most convenient time for everybody everywhere um i don't know i mean yeah 8 a.m they've, they've always done that though you know, it, because apparently anybody who might object would not have a job. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that seems like a very, that's an early, that's, that's, that's an unusually early time for government to get started. So, um, but uh, yeah, 8 a.m. Um, and it's in the same place, Barnes 124. Uh, it will be teleconferenced. If you're in Alaska, you can visit your, LIO, the Legislative Information Office. Okay. Um, and uh, and I also believe they allow people to just call in. Nice. Um, but the thing I am not clear on is if they are accepting more people to sign up to testify or right. if they're just going off of the list that they got for this week's hearing. Okay. I assume I assume that a lot of the people that are signed up are probably in opposition. This is not a popular bill right. a lot of the, the and there was no uh support of vapor uh testimony given at this week's committee hearing it doesn't mean it's not a, it's not on the list but 
um, I didn't hear any. They only had time for maybe half a dozen people. Um, but um, I, I would strongly recommend anybody actually uh, yeah. listen to the committee hearing I actually shared this with some other people today um, at the, actually at the playback bar on the bottom it's 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 actually pretty well presented as far as um, committee hearings go that we've seen from other states okay. at 9 23 a.m on the playback bar um, okay. uh Let's see, Jay Butler, he is the chief medical officer of the Department of Health and Social Services. Okay. Um, he begins to testify, and he, he's got kind of an interesting backstory, actually. He's the son of a tobacco farmer, um, uh, former smoker. I can't remember if he said cancer survivor. Um, but uh, so, you know, he, he has a history with, with, with cigarettes and, and tobacco, and um, he actually made some comments about vaping that I think are interesting and useful and people need to be aware of. Okay. Um, and I haven't heard a whole lot of this in testimony yet, um, but it's coming. And okay. he goes after the Royal College of Physicians report and he, he doesn't do it cool. in a stupid way. Um, he, he has some, some very intelligent sounding criticisms of the report. And I think it's useful for people to, um, to understand that. Yep. And uh, he sort of gets into, you know, how did they come up with 95%? Um, and, and a lot of people don't, um, I, I, I know a lot of people probably don't appreciate this analysis, but um, the 95% number is partly political. There's no, there's, it's, it's somewhat arbitrary. Mm -hmm. um, it was a number that public health people can swallow. If you say 98 to 99%, People look at you like you're, you know, selling them well, snake oil, obviously. Well, right. Um, but I mean, those those numbers would actually be accurate with like snus. That's right. proof of concept for vaping. And you know, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, and I, I don't want to harp on this. I mean, I understand why that number was, um, you know, chosen, basically. Right. It, it, is, it is a much more marketable number. Mm -hmm. Um but you know it it is not actually accurate and the the way that that people need to understand you know the, the way that you talk about it is what the royal college of physicians said is that these products are not likely to exceed 5% of the risk of traditional cigarettes that's right. that's the more appropriate way to talk about it but mm -hmm. when people talk about it they say oh they're 95% less harmful than smoking that's right. partial that's partially true mm -hmm. um but he gets into kind of how this, it sounds like a committee of seven people or so decided that this was the number. And, and they, this same group of people actually came together and decided that, um, you know, cigar smoking was 78% less harmful than smoking. Smoking a pipe was 80% less harmful than smoking, something right. like that. Um, and so it, it was, I think, an effective, um, I think it was an effective way of sort of questioning the credibility of the Royal College of Physicians report. If you put yourself in the shoes of somebody sitting on a committee and hearing this somewhat credible argument from a, a doctor. Um, and, and, and so I think it's worth people listening to this testimony so that they can prepare themselves for these arguments, mm -hmm. um, no matter how, you know, 
credible they actually are, uh, right. it, it's just good to be prepared for that. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, yeah, and I, I'll, I will give you that link, Jan, okay. so that you can put that in our thing. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's Alaska. I need to send out an email tonight to people in Alaska so that they can be prepared for the committee hearing next okay. week. Um, but, yeah, this bill is... Uh, it's, it's on the move. You know, I, I, I don't know much about the, the politics and culture of Alaska. It, to me, it's, it's Alaska strikes me as a very, um, liberty oriented state. I mean, right. you're living all the way out there in Alaska. I mean, mm -hmm. if there, if there was a state that was sort of, you know, listen, man, leave me alone. Right. Um, <laughs> Alaska is <laughs> one of the, the first, you know, wide open wilderness kind of states I think of um, other than a lot of the center of the country. But um, so I, 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 again, I just, you know, I don't, it, this has been years in the making there's still a good chance that this passes. So um, anyway, um, we will continue, um, continue sending messages and, and trying to generate some phone calls. Um. So that is Alaska. Um, and the other thing is, and, and I, I know that, that Margo is on mute, but I did want to bring this up because we did start talking about Tobacco 21. Okay. Um, and and I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to get too far into the weeds on this, but um, Joplin, Missouri oh. is, is looking at Tobacco 21. And this is, this is kind of a, this is a thing. This is the, the tobacco 21 cancer that's spreading around Kansas and Missouri. Um, <clears throat> and I know I'm saying Missouri wrong. I'm not from Missouri, so I'm going to butcher it and say it like a person who lives in the Northeast. Um, Missouri. Isn't it? Missouri. Um, I'm not from there. I'm not going to pretend to be from there. Um, <laughs> um, okay. So Joplin, Missouri. Um, and this is, it's, there's no, there's no ordinance introduced yet. There's no, there's nothing on the committee, but this is one of those instances where, um, and, and actually, as far as I understand it, Margo spotted this on the local news. Um, they have a group there called, uh, vision, vision Joplin 2022. Okay. And this is one of their initiatives that they have put out there. Um, and this will be, um, precipitated by an attempt to prohibit indoor use of course so um folks in in joplin and and missouri um i think are are aware or getting aware and um there's going to be an effort for people to make contact with city council members and um i think try to get some information in front of them um, and, and I will just say it again because it bears repeating the support for tobacco 21 is tenuous at best. Um, they, their reference is one town, Needham, Massachusetts, uh, -huh. uh and, um, some other, you know, some, some computer modeling from the institutes of medicine that did not consider the availability of electronic cigarettes. Right. Um, there's been no data that's come out of Hawaii, which is literally an Island and mm -hmm. is the is the first state to adopt tobacco 21. Um, and I would be curious to see if that has made a uh, significant difference in the smoking rates among young people there. Right. Um, so um, this is one of those instances where I think, you know, at least vapor advocates have the opportunity to say, we don't know. 
we we don't know and we have studies to back up our our claim that this law may actually be harmful yeah. um and uh, there there's more than one study now um looking at strictly enforcing bans on sales of vapor products to minors yeah. actually increasing smoking rates among young people yeah. um so uh there's some important information and i'm sure some very uncomfortable information for people but <laughs> um you know science doesn't care right very true so um i just wanted to put that out there because there will be more on that later i'm sure we're not putting out a massive call to action at this point um i think you know people that are there should take some time to get to know their city councilors and um yeah. and and take their temperature and you know start okay. a dialogue um uh, i feel like I, I thought of something while i was ranting and raving about tobacco 21 um well, tobacco 21 is kind of a big deal it's um it's like you said last year it was going to be the new dance craze and it really has been it's everywhere yeah it's really blown up this year i mean it's i i think at the very beginning in january i had 13 or 14 bills in mm -hmm. like 10 states right. um i i actually did catch a bit of a facebook conversation about oregon Right. Um, and I know that when I was out there earlier this year, mm -hmm. um, there was this, this kind of idea was floated that, um, you know, Hey guys, would you be willing to roll over on tobacco 21 in order to avoid attacks? Um, and to which I responded, no, that no, That's crazy. you shouldn't, you shouldn't because tobacco 21 is a bad policy. Right. They shouldn't be, you know, nobody should be bargaining with that. No, you um, give them an inch, they'll take a mile. And I mean, it's really not even, it's not even that. It's just that I, you know, I kind of believe that, you know, this is, I mean, Kassad agrees that this is a bad, I don't think this, we don't think this actually will improve public health. I mean, right. you're, you're, there's, there's several things at work here. You're one on one hand, you're communicating to people that vapor products are just as dangerous as smoking. On the other hand, you're, you're neglecting and basically turning a, 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 a group of adults into criminals for, you know, depending on how your state's tobacco laws are. If you're 18 years old and you, you know, are caught with a vapor product, yeah. you know, you could be facing, you know, penalties, whatever, um, and Fines, community uh, service, yeah, re-education, whatever, you know, um, so it, it's, you know, it's not fair. And these are adults who, you know, one of the things that sort of escapes me is how, I guess it really, it doesn't surprise me. It just, it, it a little bit kind of baffles me that people don't really understand that cigarettes are sold practically everywhere. I mean, I, you know, I live in a, in a very densely populated city. So, I mean, I can, within a quarter mile, I, there's probably half a dozen or more little grocery stores, little bodegas that sell cigarettes. Mm -hmm. And by the way, I live across the street from a middle school. So, <laughs> you know, and these are kids. And, and, you know, when the kids get out of school, whatever, they're walking into these bodegas, they're getting their snacks, they're socializing with their friends, and right there behind the counter are cigarettes. And, and, and it's, it's cigarettes they don't, they don't sell vapor products. They don't sell, you know, other stuff. It's, it's, you know, it's where cigarettes are traditionally sold. Right. So 
you know, and there's like maybe three vapor shops in, in my city. It's, it's not, it's right. not a huge thing around here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, what are those 18 to 21 year olds? What's their default going to be? Hmm. It's probably going to be cigarettes. It's probably going to be the products that they are exposed to the most. Right. So, you know, again, you know, you've delayed um, initiation, if you mm-hmm. want to say that, um, until 18, maybe. Right. And, you know, those 18-year-olds are still probably going to sell to 15-year-olds. I mean, it's just, that's just how it happens. If if the demand is there, people will find a way to get it. Well, anything um, you make illegal makes a beautifully burgeoning black market. And anything on the black slash gray market, there, there's no regulation at all. Nobody's going to check your age. Yeah, I mean... Sense. You know, I, I'm sure that there's some some data also, you know, somebody's got to have a study out there or somebody needs to run a study at some point. Is it if you want kids to not try electronic cigarettes, mm-hmm. then you really should market them as safer alternatives to smoking. You should yeah. market them as as things that can help you stop smoking. <laughs> Exactly. It'll be a, it'll be a craze for a couple of years, and the kids will be like, "This is the geekiest thing I've ever done. This <laughs> right. is so vanilla. I'm mm-hmm. just I need to find something dangerous to do. That, that's <laughs> that's what will run through kids' minds. Um, and I don't care, you know, if you think that gummy bear and Fruit Loops is the most attractive thing on the planet to a teenager. Um, <laughs> I, you, you might, you might forget what it's like to be a teenager. Um, (laughs) I, I liked some pretty horrible stuff when I was a kid. I still like some pretty horrible stuff. You should, you should listen to my, well, you and I agree on some musical stuff, but, um, you know, (laughs) the music I listen to is, is whatever. Yeah. Anywho. Um, (laughs) so I've gone way off the rails here. Um, That's what I get for having an extra dose of caffeine. Um, So anyway, um, yeah, Tobacco 21 is a disaster. And and I I just, whatever, I hope that people come to their senses about this. And, and, you know, probably the most telling thing about, I I I think one of the most important points that gets lost in all of this and all the frothy emotion about liberty and the children and all this stuff is that, you know, the, the vapor products are being lumped into this policy with no credible recommendation for why right. uh, this this study was done based on smoking. It wasn't mm-hmm. based on people using smokeless tobacco. It wasn't done based on the availability of electronic cigarettes. It just right. doesn't consider any of that stuff. Um, no. So it's it's it, it's it's incomplete. It does it does its usual U-turn in the middle of logic and just goes somewhere else. It's kind of funny. it's like it's like you're standing on one side of the lake and you know that you've got to get to a point that's across the lake Mm -hmm. and instead of taking the the road that you Mm -hmm. know exists there is a path to get to that point Mm -hmm. you plot your course across the lake and say that's the only way to get there that's the Mm -hmm. most appropriate way to get there and you don't have a boat, so you, know, <laughs> yeah. you have to swim. Maybe 
or or you're not doing the swimming you're telling somebody else that's the way that you have to go take your shoes off and swim or walk you have to walk across the lake that's what's going to happen that's tobacco 21 yeah <clears throat> true um, truth there's a lot of truth in that statement it's kind of infuriating when you look at the, the bad lawmaking that's bad lawmaking and that's just my opinion you know I agree. It, and it's, it's, it's based on emotion. It's all politics. It's not, um, it just really isn't considering, you know, it, it just, and there are lawmakers out there, I think who, you know, they, they require some scientific justification for this. They, mm -hmm. they require some financial justification for these laws. Right. And there are others, I think that are just, it's, it's a human nature thing. I think that a lot of people out there, I, I think, a vast majority of the population is really not able to separate that, not really not able to identify and separate themselves from that emotional appeal of certain arguments and statements. Yeah. And, um, and, and there's really good work on there, you know, out in the world mm -hmm. about, you know, how our brains function and how we interpret the world around us and, and so on. And I, I keep referring back to this thing with a podcast that I listened to um, back in January, February, um, and I don't know if I'm, if I'm, whatever, it's called the, you are not so smart podcast. Okay. And, and he, he spent all last year, like looking at logical fallacies. And a lot of this is leading up to a book he's putting out. But, you know, one of the things that, that he looked at was oftentimes the, the, the first account of something that you hear is your, your mind is, is sort of tainted with that for the rest right. of the thing. Even when you receive an update later on, yeah. mm -hmm. you're still relying on that initial report and sure. you know this is where this is why fake news has affected everybody so deeply um this is and this is why you know we a lot of people's you know deeply held beliefs are rooted in things that they heard you know when we were younger or just the first time we heard them it's just stuck with us for the rest of our lives um i'm trying to think of something funny that i have, I have believed my entire life that um recently required some effort to update, but I nothing's coming to mind. Um, but I, I know I have some that are just, they're kind of ridiculous. Um, <clears throat> so. Um, oh, I know one. I used to think the government cared about people and not money. <laughs> <laughs> I, I required a, a major cognitive shift in my thinking once I started vaping. And uh, that happened, but uh, it wasn't easy. Because I would tell myself, oh, sure, you know, these are just certain legislature, legislators, everybody else just, they, they want their people to be healthy and happy and a little bit, maybe wealthier, not taxed so heavily. Yeah, they care about us. Mm, yeah. So I, I had a major cognitive re reconditioning <laughs> there. <laughs> I don't think I did. I, when I was in my, when I was a teenager, actually, and I started listening to punk rock and, you know, looking at the world slightly differently. Um right. I think I realized very early on that, that human beings were basically just, you know, to, to policymakers and, and, and regulators mm -hmm. and a lot of, uh, a lot of business people out there, we're really just bags of meat with money in our hands. I mean, it's well, not, I mean, <laughs> you know, that, I mean, that's, no, it's true. And, and the thing is like, I was raised kind of a Democrat. Yeah. I listened to Tiscon. I listened to punk. It took a really long time before I started listening to the words. Yeah. Once you really listen to it, it's it's life changing. But yeah, no, I, I yeah, 
that was me. Yeah. Also. So. Yes. Um, one last thing. Oh, right. just, I'm just going to abruptly end that line of conversation and go on to the final point because we're okay. about a half an hour here. Um, but uh, so for, I, I need to start this by saying that urging your Congress members to support the Cole Bishop Amendment in the 2017 U.S. budget is absolutely vital. If you have not taken action already, go to august8th.org and take action. Um, also, uh, Congress is on break. So a lot of lawmakers are back in their districts. You can go, if you Google the town hall project, mm -hmm. this is a site that was put together um, and it, it lists, uh, it, it doesn't have everything, but it's got a lot of uh, town hall meetings that your lawmakers are going to be holding. Some of them are a lot of them. It looks like a lot of state um, lawmakers are, are having town hall meetings, but um, a lot of people's U.S. Congress members are having town hall meetings nice. this this coming week. Um, <clears throat> and and to that, I would add, you know, make sure that you get on your legislators' mailing list. Mm -hmm. They yes. don't they don't spam you, and this is like. This is an email I think that we should all kind of want to get. You know, when you, it, it, it's kind of interesting. I subscribed to um, Paul Ryan's email, the, speak, the Speaker of the House email. Okay. And oftentimes you get the news before it's reported. Yeah. I, I've always appreciated that. I used, I actually, I used to, I used to listen to a police scanner when I was a yeah. pizza, when I was a pizza delivery driver right. and I would hear all of this stuff. I heard stuff that happened that never made it to the news, but it oh, was, yeah. it was big. I mean, it wasn't, you know, it just, it didn't get reported. Mm. Um, so there are things that happen in your district and things that your lawmaker does that are important to be aware of, but sure. they don't make it to the national news they don't make it to your local news right um and uh you know town hall meetings are kind of one of those things um you know the the news at six is not going to report on everybody's um representative and when they're going to be having a town hall it would take an entire news broadcast and that just doesn't sell pizza rolls so right. um, it seems like a but it seems like a good like c-span two project or c-span three project yeah, Sorry. I don't know. No, that's but nobody watches C-SPAN because they don't sell they don't sell pizza rolls there. Um, I, I like C-SPAN. That's <laughs> besides the point. Go ahead. It is good. Yeah, if you ever want to watch Law Get Made, um, C-SPAN has it, um, and then some interesting interviews and conversations. Um, so I've anyway, that's book reviews great. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, no, no, uh, the, the uh, so anyway that that is. Um, something that people should be aware of and I'll, I will send out an email um, right. again, you know, with people's local, you know, the district contact information and uh, reminding people that, you know, town halls are a good way to ask that question. And the question is uh, what's, it's very, it's, it's simply, you know, briefly your, your experience with vaping and will you support the Cole Bishop amendment in, in the fiscal year 2017 budget? Um, and, and that's, that's 
you have to ask a question. You can't just get up. I mean, you can get up and just shout things at them. That's what's been happening. But oh, it's it's better if you have a clear message and question. A right. clear it's like Jeopardy. Phrase your answer in the form of a question. Form of a question. Um so uh again, just to reiterate, Cole Bishop Amendment, still a thing. Absolutely. We're pushing for this. This budget is going to get decided in the next few weeks. Mm -hmm. um, and and we need we need this predicate day change yes. to stay in there. Now, mm -hmm. I mentioned that first because I'm going to mention a different thing, okay. which is letters to HHS Secretary Tom Price, right. um, which we put out um, pretty early. I think before we found out that, that the Cole Bishop Amendment was um, going to be considered for the budget. Right. Um, but this is still a thing and we need to be able to have a fallback plan. Mm -hmm. Um, we, we always, we always gotta be, you know, looking forward. What's the next opportunity? What's the next angle of attack here? Right. And so urging HHS secretary Tom Price to delay implementation of the, the deeming regulations mm -hmm. is absolutely something that, that we need to, um, continue working up the ask for. Okay. Um, and so earlier this week, I sent out an email to all of our members um, uh, with a, uh, a, a link to, <clears throat> it's, it's an industry letter. It's a letter okay. that was, that was, you know, written by the, all, all the trade associations had a hand in this. Mm -hmm. I, you know, we actually offered help, you know, with some editing on the letter um, just because we're helpful and we like to do that sort of thing. Um, and it, it, it basically asks Tom Price for this delay. Right. Uh, and we're asking businesses to add their name to this. And you've seen, you've probably seen this, this particular engagement come out from, from VTA. Right. Um, I, I, AVA actually mm -hmm. put it out as well. And uh, there was something out through the Right to Vape Tour, um, right. which has a tie-in to Americans for Tax Reform. Um, so... All the groups have sort of put this out, and and Casa, you know, we we have a rather large um, membership list, and right. acknowledging that a lot of our members are small mom and pop shops and mm -hmm. um, small to medium businesses, we're right. sending this out to everybody, and and there's there's a there's there's an opportunity for our consumer members to participate as well, in that you can go to your local shop and say, hey, you, you should add your name to this letter. You know, the, the claim is that there are well over 10,000 businesses in the United States that mm -hmm. are going to be severely impacted, uh, put out sure. of business by the mm -hmm. deeming regulations. Sure. I would love to have those 10,000 businesses add their name to this letter. Um, and this is actually going to be delivered to HHS Secretary Tom Price. Yes. Um, and so uh, that's important. And I'll, I'll send, I'm not... So everybody's aware, because the Cole Bishop Amendment is the thing that we need to be focusing on right now, I'm not out there pushing this. I just want, you know, people should know that that we also have other irons in the fire and, sure. and that, that this ask of Secretary Tom Price is, is something that um, right. is, is worth people, I think, participating in. So, but yeah. again, the focus is on getting the predicate date changed through the Cole Bishop Amendment. And sure. um, hopefully, hopefully we have uh news actual news about that in the, in the next couple of weeks yeah. um but for Good now it's still for now it's still there's this you know there's a lot of work going on behind the scenes of you know right. trying to 
get information in front of the lawmakers that need it and, and convince them that this is something they need to support. Yeah. 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 <sighs> so <laughs> that was a lot of stuff to go through this week, Alex. It was. It felt like kind of a slow, slow week, but um, now there's a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, when you when you look back on it, it doesn't seem slow at all, does it? <laughs> no, maybe I'm just getting used to it. I'm, I'm like the it's like boiling a frog. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Well, if that's it for this week, Alex, I'll let you go eat or go rest or maybe play star wars or something yeah i'm gonna go try to forget about vaping for a couple hours and then All get right. back to it okay <laughs> have a great night alex and thank you for everything you do for us and we will see you next monday if you're not on a plane somewhere oh uh, next I would friday next friday yeah next friday i would suggest yeah. not flying united i don't yeah i don't and um yeah and yeah but i mean i typically my 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 schedule is pretty flexible so i just need to remember to push them for that thirteen hundred dollars <laughs> actually actually you know what? that's that's the thing you could probably start a business if you just really if you had enough people and invested in those first couple of tickets you could just have people fly the really congested routes and just make money even on a slow day you'd make make maybe four eight hundred dollars on a hotel stay i don't know doesn't seem like a bad gig <laughs> <laughs> until you until you get punched in the face yeah until you need reconstructive yeah. surgery and then all your past gets dragged down on your local news but hey yeah <laughs> all right well we will <laughs> <laughs> on that, that note on that note i'll see you next week alex have a great night thank you right. for everything thanks Bye. Thank you. You can catch Kasada's podcasts at kasada.org or on our SoundCloud feed, or you can go directly to iTunes and catch the Kasada podcast on iTunes and just hit subscribe and you'll get it as soon as it goes up, which is generally the night it happens. Um, okay. <laughs>